As Unitarian Universalists, we find wisdom and inspiration in many places. Jewish and Christian scriptures and other sacred texts, the arts, science, nature, our own experiences. Our tradition keeps us open to revelation from many sources. Today's wisdom comes from Kava Akbar. Learning to pray. My father moved patiently, cupping his hands beneath his chin, kneeling on a janamas, then pressing his forehead to a circle of Karbala clay. Occasionally, he'd glance over at my clumsy mirroring, my too big Packers t-shirt and pebble red shorts, and smile a little despite himself. Bending there, with his whole form marbled in light, he looked like a photograph of a famous ghost. I ached to be so beautiful. Good morning, everyone. Happy spring. <laughs> when I wrote that, it was really sunny and warm out. Um, <laughs> but this is how it goes. It's coming. <sighs> and this month, we've been talking about what it means to be on a journey together. And this week, it definitely feels as though we've started to turn a corner on what has seemed like a long journey through winter through the cold, toward the season of new beginnings. And we're seeing that, as the kids reminded us. New beginnings, the emergence of new life, can be exciting and beautiful and delicious. I'm already dreaming about the first fresh farm greens from our CSA. And I know that Tom Richards and other folks out there are looking forward to the first symphony of blooms in our gardens. There's a relief there and a visceral hope that comes maybe from the first time that you feel that warm spring breeze or catch that whiff of mud. The first sight of a robin or the little blades of green grass poking through what seemed like a barren, forever-frozen land. This theme of journey, journeys also seems timely for what's happening inside of our walls here at Reeb. As Virginia mentioned, we are beginning to turn a corner and look towards something new for our religious education program. Many of you know that after our last director of religious education left in the fall, Alice Mant, we decided to take this opening as an opportunity to reflect together on the RE journey we've been on thus far and how we might shape something new and different together that meets the changing needs of youth and families here right now and in the future. So today, whatever your relationship to Reeb might be, or whatever kind of journey you are on, or where you are at in your journey of religious education, we'll create space for each other to start to take stock 
and celebrate this time of change happening outside and inside to make way for new beginnings and growth. We've all had a variety of early spiritual education experiences, some inside of a formal church space and other faith traditions, in a Sunday school program, and some in other places and from other sources, maybe public school classrooms, summer camp, community centers, libraries. The beauty of being UU is that we recognize how all of that counts. This is also the diverse, colorful, and complicated material that we have to build something new from. And from starting, just starting to dig that up, it's clear that we have a lot to work with together. For some of us, our place of religious education has been here at Reeb. And those important people, those teachers, leaders, mentors, might be here right now, or were here. I emailed Karen to ask, since I am relatively new to this congregation, about all of the people who have helped out with RE. And even she couldn't name everybody right off the top of her head. But we have a few here. I already mentioned Alice Mant, who is our Director of Religious Education. Sarah Goodman has also served in that role. Carolyn Hardin. Karen Bringelson. Virginia Harrison and so many lay leaders who have stepped up to shape these programming, this programming. Shaylee Pfeiffer, Peggy Hack, Cindy Rudd, Mary Anglim, Kelly Kearns, and Religious Education Committee Chairs, Stephanie Thoreau, Shaylee, and Virginia, who we'll hear more from a little bit. And there are so many more who I have not listed here today who have had formal roles in shaping RE and teaching kids here, and also so many who have volunteered as teachers. And some of us who have also been participants in RE here, who also play a very important role in shaping this programming. So today, I invite you to do a little bit of a time travel journey. First, to reflect on and honor this work and this legacy here, as well as the experiences that have shaped your own spiritual growth and faith formation. And as we remember to start to pull from the past what we want to take forward as we imagine what might come next. Before we start that journey of imagination of what might be next, we have to know where we are coming from and who is here, how we got here, what do we already have, what do we want to perhaps leave behind, take with us, The first steps forward sometimes mean step, taking a pause to look back, to look around, 
to know where we want to travel to, what we hope for, and what might be possible. I also want to acknowledge that for some of us, this reaching back is a fraught experience. One, because change is hard, even when you feel ready for it, when you long for a new season. But also because holding up a light to our early religious experiences can be complicated. Even though many of us eagerly welcome spring and regard it as a very pretty, happy time, the way is not always clear and certainly not linear. Just as Frog experienced, sometimes all you see is an old worm on a tree stump. Sometimes it's soggy and gray. Sometimes it gets cold and snows again just when you thought you were totally done with that. And so similarly, some of us have had mostly supportive, positive religious education experiences when we were young. But many of us probably have a mixed bag to pull from. Feelings of sentimentality, but also things that might have been better. I want to name that ambivalence is likely a common reaction to this time traveling especially for those of us who started in a tradition or in secular spaces that we didn't choose to stay in. New beginnings in the natural world and in our own coming-of-age experiences of forming beliefs and faith can be full of sweetness, but emergence of new life is also messy. The process of change is messy. It takes tenacity to survive the winter, to gather resources from that dark, melting earth and water, and create new life. As Mary Oliver muses in her poem, Skunk Cabbage, which is one of my favorite reflections about spring, what blazes the trail is not necessarily pretty. Maybe what motivated you in your religious education journey is naming and healing what didn't work for for you. And wherever you are with your relationship to your spiritual history, that is okay. That is valid. Those experiences have a place here and in this process too. As part of the team of folks here who will be facilitating the religious education program transition, I've been doing a lot of time traveling and reflecting on my own faith formation journey. And digging this up got me really curious about what else might be in the room, what others are bringing into this process. Some of you noticed and responded to the questions that I posted on our Facebook wall and posted in our e-newsletter. And if if you're not connected that way and want to be, you can speak to me or one of the graders afterwards. I asked, what are your earliest memories of church or worship at Reeb or elsewhere? Of RE, of Sunday school? What teachers, mentors, snacks, smells, 
songs, other kids? What was there for you? And if you didn't attend a church, what are your early memories of spiritual education outside of faith communities? So I invite you to take a moment and let those questions settle in. Maybe you've thought about them before. Maybe this is the first time that you've had a moment to kind of pause about that. We're all here because we are on a journey, whatever language we use for that. We're here because we're seeking, we're growing, connecting, and we didn't get here alone. Each of us has had people, places, and experiences during our youth and throughout our life that helped us illuminate the way, that inspired us to follow a path. So who was that for you? Caregivers, people your own age, maybe older, a teacher, and where was that? Inside or outside? A kitchen, the woods, a classroom? Did it involve pews, a prayer rug, candles, music, movement, or stillness? And maybe what's coming up for you is wildly different than anything that I've offered. Even better. Many of you sent me stories and memories from those questions. And I wanted to share just a few that came my way today. Ginny Schultz was one of the first to offer up a memory. She says... I remember a very Catholic Good Friday when I was still in grade school. My next-door neighbor and I had recently been confirmed, that's in quotes, and it was time to take on the adult responsibilities of our religion. I talked her into walking a mile over to St. Bernard's on Atwood Avenue. We arrived at noon with the intention of spending three hours on our knees praying and contemplating our sinfulness that had nailed Jesus to the cross. She says, occasionally her friend poked at me, let's go, can we leave now? I think we lasted more than an hour, but I'm not sure we made it to three o'clock. As the years grew me up and I reconsidered my early beliefs, I came to see that what mattered was not Christ dying for our sins, What matters is that Jesus was a man who laid down his life every day for the love of humanity. I now believe he was a great example of our first four UU principles. Thank you, Ginny. Amanda Werhain also sent a memory over Facebook. She remembers going to Sunday school at First United Methodist Church of Wausau with her mom. She notes gratitude, particularly for two teachers who put a great deal of thought and love into their experiences. They created art together. 
They wrote and acted out plays, and they talked about the meaning of life, God, religion, community, and morality, and they sang. She had very fond memories of being introduced to songs by Joni Mitchell and one of her favorites called One Tin Soldier. Sarah Cook also wrote in. She says, my earliest church memory is of Presbyterian Sunday school in West Virginia, about age five. They pass a basket of our pennies each week. I had learned that the church doors were locked during the week. So I wondered how God got in to take the pennies we collected for him. I finally figured out that he must come down the steeple like Santa Claus. (laughs) My own cherished formative memories of church were actually outside of Sunday school. I personally really loved being in worship. I remember seeing my mom hunched over, clasped hands after communion, eyes squeezed shut, and like Kale Akbar in their poem about their father, I was struck by this gesture of humility and reverence from the person that I looked up to the most. And though I do this prayer differently now, it was here that I learned the practice of prayer and reflection. My other favorite RE memories are happening at Reeb right now, teaching and learning from the coming of age youth and the seventh through ninth graders in the Our Whole Lives Sexuality Education Program. Kelly Kearns, who also taught RE for several years here at Reeb, shared about teaching this age group the series The Church Across the Street, where she took youth to a mosque. Greek Orthodox Church, a Catholic Mass, and a Baptist service. And I've heard from many others the joys of teaching about other faith traditions and engaging in this meaningful dialogue with youth. Another person who has served perhaps almost every role that there is to serve (laughs) related to RE is Virginia Harrison, who has graciously, graciously offered to share some stories and lessons from her experiences. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Stephanie. We'll talk about journeys. Uh, My journey to Reeb actually begins with religious education. Um, My friend Susan Podobradsky asked if I might be available to lead her daughter Adija's grade kindergarten to second uh, grade class once a month. At the time, I was attending First Unitarian Society with my friend Suzanne Harp, and beginning another journey of my own, uh, one that would lead me to become a parent. I said yes, and it was through the joy and connection that I found with those young Reavers, now in their mid-twenties, that initially drew me into this community. The second phase of my journey to Reeb also involves children and our classroom spaces here. I was now the mother of baby Ellie, and someone told me about a playgroup for parents of babies and toddlers that met in the Reeb nursery. What a great way to get to know people. Sitting on the floor, surrounded by playing children, 
sharing the common bonds of parenthood. I don't know if everyone in that playgroup was a Reeb family, but several were, at least two of them, and my connections to this community grew. The common threads of these early memories of my journey to Reeb are personal invitation, a feeling of joy or connection, and community. Once I was more fully involved in the religious education program here, one of my mantras became, if the children feel safe and loved, the rest is details. And we do that really well. Our children know that this is their space, that they are seen and nurtured by this community, not just in the classroom, but from the moment they come through the door. My daughter Ellie, now 16, recalls with a mix of delight and fear playing in what was dubbed the runaround room, the space that is now our multi-purpose and grade two to five classroom, back before we renovated the building into the spaces that we have today. Children of all ages would invariably end up back there after service, chasing one another in circles. I'm just looking at Ed. Sorry. Chasing one another in circles and tumbling around in gleeful chaos. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, Ali shared with me just last week that she always wondered why there was an enormous green mat in an empty room at the back of our church. And she secretly wondered if perhaps the space was haunted. In truth, it was a space used by a martial arts group. Ellie's fondest memories of religious education are, interestingly, from more recent experiences with the youth of our community, such as painting the youth room and participating in the coming of age and our whole lives programs. Certainly, Ellie has felt joy, connection, and a sense of community here. Like Frog in the story, we can sometimes be looking too hard for something and not realize that it has been there all along. We have everything we need to guide and nurture the spirits of our children and our youth. It is in each one of us. This is my personal invitation to you to be a part of the memories of this community's children and youth. I promise you joy and connection in return. As we look ahead to the shaping of what is next for our religious education program, I believe we need to center our vision on similar traits to what drew me in and has continued to nurture me and deepen my connections and contributions here at Reeb. The rest is just details. Thank you, Virginia. And so now, as we move into our next phase of worship, you'll notice that there's a little card inside of your order of service. And there's also baskets of crayons and markers 
and colored pencils in the spirit of religious education and also because I couldn't find enough pens. <laughs> and as we're taking offering, I invite you to write down one thing that you would like to bring forward in this process. Maybe a hope that you have. Something that came up today that you would like to bring forward. And know that there will be plenty of time to continue reflecting and imagining. And I hope that you've all marked your calendars for April 14th and 15th, where we'll have more time to listen and reflect together about what's coming next for our RE program. As we continue this journey together, let us trust in that foundation and that intention of safety and love that we have. It's clear that it took many hands to lay that foundation and we'll need just as many hands and voices from all ages to help ask questions, share ideas, and travel forth together. May it be so.